Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Oh my gosh. Friends don't let friends feed Kimmel now, do they, Dr. Andy? No, they do not. Thank you for making that clarity on this Monday morning. <gasps> oh, Monday mornings. Monday, Monday. You like Mondays? I don't mind Mondays. Because Monday's like not the beginning of the week for you. I mean, like no, people... I actually start on Tuesdays. So, you know, with yeah, clients. Well, well, I meant you seem to work all the time, is what I meant. Well, there's that too. So I always joke that on my schedule, there's a button that says today. And so I hit that button and that's where I show up because sometimes I don't know what day it is. I know. I know. It's like, I, I feel the same way. It's like, what, what, oh my gosh, is it, is it Monday? Is it Friday? What day am I supposed to be doing a podcast with who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you have to keep that track of ever, all of us. <laughs> you guys were talking about uh, Dr. Andy does Dr. Andy's world on YouTube, which is 6 PM every Tuesday uh, mountain time. So what, uh, anything new, strange, weird? Uh, interesting happen on the live. Notice Didi goes to weird and strange with Andy. Um, I'm okay with that. I am weird and strange. Uh, actually we talked more about the emotions in the tale. Yeah. Yeah. They they had the, the, the people that joined me had some more questions about that. So we talked more about that. Are you saying did, they were listening to the podcast? They were listening to the podcast. Yes. And then came to Tuesday and asked some more questions. These were amazing people. Our community is growing. It's getting amazing. I love so it. So excited. So excited. So the tail thing, um, did people, were they looking at their dog's tail and they were like, okay, <laughs> it looks like this. So what's, what's the deal? No, because I don't think you can actually see it. But we like the first half of that one. So if you if you're interested, you go back to YouTube, Dr. Andy's World, January 3rd. The first half of it was like all my weird and strange energetic musings um, on animals. And then we went into a question um, a gal had about her beagles and being mildly leash aggressive. There's there's a lot of that's a beagle. So a lot of shouting (laughs) when it meets a new dog and all that. And so I'm not a dog trainer. Although we talk about stuff, you know, just experience wise over the last 20 years, right? I'm like, well, and we talked more about how can you shift your energy? Because you talked about last week, the study where the dogs picked up the breath changes on their people, right? Right. When they were stressed. And I said, that's great, but I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think it, they get energetic information. They speak the language of energy long before they even smell anything and long meaning, you know, microseconds, but, um, and so I'm like, well, what kind of game can you have play with your beagle about it? How do you manage your energy? Do you see that dog way before she does? And you tense cause you're holding the end of the leash. So it was a very energetic talk. It was a lot of fun. I, I do love that aspect of the animals and, and honestly, my point of view about the world, everything is energy. You know, uh, I think I've told you this, but Rick and I used to volunteer at a horse therapy center. No, you never mentioned that. 
Yeah, we did when cool. we lived in when we lived in Texas, and uh, so we would volunteer. And, and part of our job was the tack and cleaning the hooves and all of that in that little bitty stall with that giant animal you see. Mm-hmm. And so my horse, knowing that I was afraid of him, would knock the crap out of me. Yep. And Rick would say, "Didi." You that horse is reading your energy, so you need to not be afraid. I said, but I am afraid. <laughs> he said, yes, I know, but you somehow you <laughs> you got to get a hold of yourself, or that guy's going to knock you around. And that is the hard part: is getting a hold of our energies, our thoughts, our emotions before they kick in the high gear. And that's why with this beetle, I'm like, well, what kind of game you can come up with? Would you see that dog? I see that dog. Oh my gosh. What are we going to do about that dog? Are you going to bark at that dog? Like try and shift your energy by creating whatever you need to create with um, that animal. Um, I don't work on horses anymore. I'm trained to adjust horses. They're just too damn big, but luckily they never scared me. Like, I I don't care. We're just going to do this. No big deal. Although I do have to say, you give me a Arabian mare and they scare out of me because they're just very unpredictable. Mares in general are a lot more unpredictable. Um, Bitches are a lot more unpredictable. You know, it's, it's you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter the species really. Um, So I'm like, give me a 25 year old gelding any day. I loved working on them because they just stood there. So I'm not much of a horse person, but Yeah. As soon as if you're working with one and as soon as like, Hey, if I went to my grocery list for whatever reason in my head, Oh, they would capitalize on that. Like had to be in tuned. I would actually ground the horse to the center of the earth with my own energy. I had my own little thing to kind of just make that energetic connection. And horses are even more energetic than dogs. Um, and it's amazing to work with them. It really is. Well, you've worked with the energy for a long time. Can you give us a tip on how to how to ground ourselves uh, to be calm? Let's say that we're going to take our dog into a surgery or going to take our dog into the chiropractic office or something along that line. And we're uh, a little apprehensive about that. We don't want that energy to transfer over. Mm-hmm. How, how would we as humans ground ourselves? Um the one tool that I use probably every day, especially if I start getting anxious about anything and I forget about it, but the tool is to, instead of when we freak out, when we get apprehensive, when we worry about something, what do we do? We contract, 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 contract. What you actually need to do is expand out. So it's an expand out exercise and we can run through it real quick. It's, you know, everybody listening, just expand out and you're all going to go, what do you mean by that? But just expand out your energy as big as the room you're in, as big as the town you're in. We're all doing it just because I'm saying it as big as the country you're in now, as big as the world and now go a hundred thousand miles beyond that. And another hundred thousand miles beyond that, all directions up, down, forward, back, every direction. And you'll actually notice that your body will go at a certain point. It's like, oh, okay. Now my being is as big as it would like to be. Cause we try to shove this big being into our little bodies. And you can even take your animal with you, meaning, you know, talk to fluffy on the floor. Okay. Let's all expand, let's expand all of our energies out and you can do it together. Now, when you say expand, so you're visualizing this it's not even Something. a visualizing. It's kind of just a being and a doing. Because I'm telling your being to do it as we go through it, it just is doing it. 
And the more you do it, even if you're like, oh my God, I'm sitting at the stoplight. I'm going to try this because I'm getting real pissed off. And this is stupid. And I don't know what Dr. Andy was saying, but I'm going to expand out my energy as big as the car, as big as the town is. And, and if you do it more, you'll get a sense of that. And you just have to play with it. And there's no right way or wrong way. I don't do a lot of visualization. I just don't do that. Like if you talk to some people that teach animal communication classes, they're like, okay, now show the animal what you want them to do. That's actually really hard for me. So I don't generally do that, but everybody communicates. Everybody senses energy. Everybody can do this. You just have to put your, it has to be intentional. You just have to put your intention on it every once in a while um, and see how you interact with your energy, the energy of your animals. Is it visual? Some people do the pictures and they do it real well. Some it's, you know, I kind of just, and these are so abstract for people. It's kind of just a knowing. I just have a knowing and I actually use words more than other animal communicators would say that that's the proper way to do it. I find it fascinating that any dog can walk in your office, right? Even if it's an Mm -hmm. aggressive dog and you don't get all twisted. Mm -mm. Maybe it's just practice. Maybe that's just you. It's it's definitely just me. I I always said it's kind of weird. Like, I don't even remember which dogs generally bite me. Like <laughs> well, I don't, if, you're, if you're missing a finger, you might remember well, that. Yes. I wait. I would remember that dog. And I have a handful that I really remember because that they, they were meaning it, but the owners are like, remember you have to muzzle him. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Cause they don't make it significant. And you know what peeps? They're dogs. They act like dogs. Some of them want to bite me. Some of them want to be jerks. Some are the sweetest things ever. Like, we just deal with what we've got going on. So and they would just turn around and snap if you hit a sore spot. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is that kind of what they would do? Saying, yeah. I don't want you to touch that. Is that yeah. what they're saying? That's the vast majority of them. Vast majority of them come back. I see teeth. Most of them will snap away from me. Some of them will get their teeth on me, but not snap. Like, that's just like, hey, lady. what? The- no. And that's, I, I, my point of view, that's appropriate. Now there's an energy to the ones that are like, go ahead, do it again. You're going to be bleeding. (laughs) And I know that energy and they get muzzled. I don't muzzle right off the bat. Um, And sometimes I have to, I know this dog's getting worked up. I know they, they, they have this energy of like, I mean it. Um, Maybe they get muzzled for the last two adjustments that are really big. Like, so it just, it's all so individualized. Um, most dogs come around, put their teeth on me and they go, oh shit. Oh my God. I can't believe I did that. Oh my God. Like most of them feel really bad and realize that no, we don't bite people. Right. I have one client, she has this little dog and she has this saying, we don't bite our friends. (laughs) And so I use that if they're coming around and I'm seeing teeth, I'm like, we don't bite our friends. Um, and that's, and that's a little, little multi-poo little thing. She has not enough jaw strength to really anything but pinch my, my fingers. So she doesn't get muzzled. She doesn't really mean it, but it's really cute. You know, but you know, bite your friends. Um, I had a border collie in a couple weeks ago, young border collie. I've known her since she's eight weeks. She's about a year and a half now. She's a typical border collie, really smart, very energetic. She lives in the city. Mom doesn't really do enough with her, but you know, and she's coming around and I'm seeing all the teeth and she's snapping at me and she's Whoa. being a 
fiat. And I'm like, all right, you do that again. I'm putting a muzzle on you. She doesn't do it again, which is hysterical. Right. And she gets off the table when she's done and she's not even taking cookies from me. And she's just mad about the whole thing. She doesn't really, she doesn't like being contained. That's her issue with me. I'm making her do something she doesn't want to do. But as they're, I'm working on the other dog and as they're leaving, when we're all done, she comes back from the front door, gives me a lick on the hand and then runs back to the door. Like, Hey, thanks. It was so deliberate and cute. I'm like, these critters know so much. And we just have to give them a lot more credit. It, it is so fascinating to me. Um, even, you know, we have our granddaughters here. <laughs> and um, when they're with their mom, there's an excessive amount of screaming and yelling and crying. But mom went somewhere uh, last night and therefore Mimi and Pops. See, Mimi and Pops don't, don't deal with that. We don't put up with that. And it's amazing. They kind of know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick always says, you got to train those kids like a dog. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I'm saying. And it's it's just really amazing. So people do, even little kids, they're going to read energy, which is why I have said so many times about dogs that don't eat or that they have issues. If you brought them to my house, right, let me sit with them. I almost wish I had a facility like that. Um I, I say that and and I really don't. But, right. but but if you had you removed the parent from that situation, mm-hmm. okay, because there's a there's a agreement that has been going on with the pet and the parent or the child and the parent, right? And when you put them with somebody else, that same agreement doesn't hold and they change. They really do change. It's like one of my, my employees who has a German shepherd who, again, we've talked about this German shepherd um, that has issues eating. The body doesn't show it. You know, the body shows that he's, he is eating appropriately, but um, Mick is really freaked out about this dog, not eating and he's hand fed him and he's done this and he's done that where if he was in my house, I would just pick it up and say, okay, yep, you don't want to eat today. Yep. Let's go for tomorrow and the next day and the next. And unless they're, you know, down, can't get up, can't eat, drink water, I'm probably not going to worry about it. So whatever that anxiety is about eating, I'm going to neutralize that because it just doesn't bother me. It it doesn't bother me either. Oh yeah. I mean, we do it all the time. Stop feeding that dog. There's vomit coming out of one end or there's diarrhea coming out of the other. Stop feeding that dog. Mm -hmm. Um, Torchy woke up a few mornings ago puking. I don't know why my mom lives with me now. Maybe there were extra treats. I don't know. He didn't get breakfast. No, he got some goat's milk at lunch. He kept that down. I'm like, okay, well, we'll discuss dinner. But he didn't get breakfast. He was like, oh my God, I'm dying. He's fine. (laughs) He is fine. Um, But yeah, but when you tell people, it will stop feeding it. Oh my God. So does that have anything to do with, the nutrition of your dog or your own food addictions, your own food issues. Cause we all have issues with food, you know, some kind or another. It's very, it's fascinating to me. Do you ever, do you ever hear this one? Well, I know he's hungry because I gave him this processed foods or the treats mm-hmm. or I cooked for him and he ate, but he won't eat the raw. Mm-hmm. Well, I like so the- Oreos better too. <laughs> right? Like if you're feeding a treat, that's, 
we'll, we'll just stick with the energy theme of it. Here's a treat. This is fun. Don't you want that? Like that's very different than your whole meal, right? That that's just a fun thing. And I sit for this and I get it. Even if it's a really good, you know, air dried, long, freeze dried, long, whatever, single ingredient treat. That's like, Ooh, but I don't really want my dinner. So how much are they not, how much are they just playing you about their dinner? Because you started dinner time with the energy of, oh, are they going to eat? I don't know if they're going to eat. Oh, what's the problem? Oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Right. You go into dinner time with all of that. They've read that all of that in your head. They know this. And so they're like, oh, she doesn't want me to eat. Okay. I don't have to eat. What's the problem here? Maybe I shouldn't eat. What's going on? Like that's how they're reading your energy. And you started that an hour before you laid down that dinner bowl. Right. When you lay down that dinner bowl, you put it down, you're eating this or not. We're good. Let's go. I got things to do. That's my energy. Are we doing this or not? Okay. Yeah. It's it's a hard conversation when I get that call and it's like, there must be, this must be a bad batch. And, and I want to say, and I do say, I don't tell me what a bad batch is. Mm -hmm. Explain that to me because your dog, one out of thousands will not eat this blend. I cannot possibly know what's going on in the home, whether it's energy, whether it's flea and tick, heartworm, antibiotics, medications, crappy supplements. I don't know what is going on, right? So, but a bad batch really doesn't happen, Dr. Andy. I mean, if a dog can eat poop mm-hmm. and vomit and tainted meat, a bad batch, what is that? It, it, yes, I don't think it particularly exists, right? You just said it. They they eat vomit. They eat shit. They, you know, they will go and eat a rancid maggot-filled rabbit in the yard. Like whatever bad batch means in whatever, whoever's world. Yeah. We're talking dogs here, right? We're talking dogs that eat stuff. So mm, what, what else is going on? Right. I was looking in uh, Dr. Brady Connor's book on feeding dogs and he has a list as I, I, I have to look how many pages it is of the recalls for Hills right? Recalls for the dry food where they have overcalculated under, you know, put an excess amount of vitamin D or other supplementation in, and these dogs ate it and died or got very, very sick. So why is it that a dog doesn't know that that's a bad batch? That's a bad batch of uh, too much vitamin D or too much other stuff. Because that's not the way that they're made. No, that is not the way they're made. And I try to explain this to people. Yeah. Um, if it was the case that dogs could say, hey, this has got bacteria on it. I'm not going to eat it. They would have killed out their species a long time ago. One. Number two, they wouldn't eat rat poisoning. So we wouldn't have to worry about it. We could leave it out. Wouldn't have to worry about antifreeze. Right. Just to yeah. name they, it. They're not, they're, they're not discriminate. They're not right. going to know. They, they don't care, right? The right. vast majority of them don't care. They're like, oh, this seems edible. Okay. Right. So typically what <laughs> they, they eat rocks, <laughs> they eat socks. Like they're not going to say, yes, this raw, this raw food here is a little, no. <laughs> I get it. They get tired of a blend. Maybe oh, it's God, too yeah. cold and their teeth are bothering them. Maybe they're like, I associate um, that cold. That's why I tell people to warm it up mm-hmm. with a, like a head freeze or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. I mean, there's a million things. Maybe the fact that they've been getting a beef blend for two years, they're tired of it. So those 
are legitimate and they're in our raw feeding cheat sheet, right? If your dog's doing this, 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 and this, this is what we've seen. These are our top issues and here's how you, you fix it. But a bad batch guys, I, I just don't see it. Don't see it. Right. I had, I had, I had one customer that literally told me if my dog doesn't eat it, he's telling me there's a quality issue. Okay. I was like, I don't well, buy maybe, it. Maybe I, I go should. with, I think you're overfeeding your dog. Yeah. That's a, let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, certainly we love these questions. I, I think it's the, uh, sort of the kind of energy that comes at me that says, you're killing my dog. And uh, we always say, you know, it's not a good business model. Not a good business model. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Bad. That's what you're out there to do, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm feeding my dog all the same things, right? Everything. Everything. Yep. Okay. So um, we're going to know uh, between Andy's dogs and Dr. Jasek's dogs and Neely's dogs and my dogs and my employees' dogs, the people, that, my family's dogs, they're all right in my circle, right? They're right here in my peripheral vision. So I'm going to probably know before anybody, right? (laughs) And pet parents, they're going to let you know. So it's not like we need that many people saying the same thing before we figure something out really quick. There was one time when there was double organs in a blend. It was a beep blend and there was double organs and it caused the dogs to have loose poops. Yes, it would. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, so that, that did happen once upon a time, but other than that, I, I just think that again, that fear around raw, that energy around raw, um, it, it changes the way dogs behave. Absolutely. I've had a couple clients recently that came in on one of those fresh foods. Um, and I'm like, they're like, what else do you recommend? I'm like, you need to do this. And you order this and they did this and it went fine. Because they were like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Right. There wasn't the hemming and hawing and the worrying and, oh, my God, this and, oh, my God, that. And the dog's like, okay, I'll do this. Right. Now, I do think that you should have the the worry if you're going to take your dogs in and subject them to a lot of different toxins. So if we could move that worry over into that realm. Mm-hmm. That'd be right? great. That'd be great. And the questions that need to go in that realm, that would oh. be awesome. Yeah. Right. You should have your hackles up. You should have your hackles up. If you do not know what is in that syringe, is in that pill, Mm -hmm. and what the side effects are, then I would say it could be dangerous. I was talking to a client last night, and I was there. I I saw the dog, but the, the cat's not feeling good, and she went in for her rabies and something else. Doesn't even know what they gave her. Oh, gosh. Couldn't find it on the receipt. I'm like, people, <laughs> at least know what you're choosing with your vet. Um, you should be armed and well-educated before you go in there, but didn't even know what they gave her. Well, and the biggest one that I ask all the time that there is no answer for the majority of time is what bacterial infection was found that warrants this antibiotic and does this antibiotic actually match with that bacterial infection and the majority of time i would say 
they don't even know if there was a bacterial infection. It was just that there was this itching and these skin problems and therefore they needed it to stop because it's been going on, you know, too long. So we put them on antibiotics. Yep. And they will say that the dog will get better mm-hmm. in the short term. Short term. In the short and that's term. That's what people don't realize. We have such, oh, they didn't react to it two days later. Yeah, but the whatever infection in quotation marks that happens again in six, eight months could be the result of the damage you did the first time with the antibiotics. Right. And then and then it turns into a chronic chronic issue yes yes it can it, it it very much can and especially when you get these long-term antibiotic uses right mm-hmm. so if they're going 28 days on an antibiotic that is a long time and i don't even understand why why what is the justification what is the justification for 28 days on an antibiotic what is that do you know i don't know I mean, that's, it's, I think it's based mostly on what pharmaceutical companies tell them. I have no idea. And that's 28 days is usually after they did a seven or 14 day and it quote unquote didn't work. Right. They they pulled that number out of their sphincter. Right. They may. may. I don't, I honestly have no idea on that. I'm going to have to do some investigative work on that. It's like, well, we've got to kill it and kill it good. So it never, ever comes back. Well, and I recently listened to a podcast with Dr. Tom Cohen, C-O-W-A-N. And Cowan. His, Dr. Cowan, Cowan. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Cowan. You know Cowan, right? I love Cowan. Yeah. And he did a great job explaining why germ theory is the stupidest thing on the planet. And what if those bacteria are actually there to help clean up and we actually need to let them do their job. And every time we suppress them or kill them, they come back with a vengeance because we don't we're we're stopping what they're actually supposed to be doing for us. Don't you hmm. love him? C O W A N C O W A N Dr. Thomas Cowan. He will rock your world. I'm just going to say that peeps. Mm-hmm. If you think that we're pushing you to expand and expand and expand <laughs> out, you're we'll thinking him out. <laughs> then you better <laughs> check him out cuz you'll be like, "What?" Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he amazing. makes he makes a lot of sense yep. and um Again, that's why I don't try to kill a fever, right? Yeah, you actually want to. And oh my God, your animal and or you are going to be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. What if that's okay? And that's what we have stopped in this reality of the society is no one should ever be uncomfortable. Oh, please. That's, I know, right? But that's how you grow. That's how you expand. That's how you change things. So your animal's uncomfortable. So it's red and inflamed okay, maybe that's the process to actually um, get rid of something or heal something or, you know, whatever. But we don't ever let the process go. And these symptoms, these signs and symptoms from your animal or from your own body, what if that's just telling you something's up? It's just the language. And the more you suppress it with every pharmaceutical out there, because that's what pharmaceuticals do. They suppress the symptoms. They don't help with healing. They don't cure anything. It's like somebody saying symptoms. I don't feel good. And you're saying, shut up. And it says, look at this. Shut up. Shut up. We're Mm -hmm. just telling the body to shut up. Shut up. Stop talking. I don't want to hear what you had to say. Scares me. 
right? Scares me. Hey, I do want to report back uh, to you, Dr. Andy. We were, uh, I brought Asta over and uh, we were talking about her Mm -hmm. breath, right? Because she's Mm -hmm. 14. Uh, She doesn't necessarily love to chew on bones that all that much anymore because she just, she gets to this point where she's like, I just want to be inside with you all, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever you are. And um, so you, you said to me, well, why don't you just get some of the collodial silver, not the normal collodial mm-hmm. silver, but the new one that is out by Adored Bees that we have right here in our shop at rawdogfoodandco.com. It has a nice little sprayer on it. Um, yes. And you said, look, it might be the teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just spray some colloidal silver in the mouth. And uh, you did that. I did that. <laughs> I did, you did that. that. I did not do that. I did. <laughs> and um, it's working. It's working really good. Now, um, you guys, I want you to look at this technology, this new technology. It's called MRET. In a nutshell, here it is. It doesn't seek out the good bacteria and kill it. It has a technology in it that changes its structure so that it seeks out the bad bacteria only. Okay. So because colloidal silver is a lot like an antibiotic. You, you you can add to that if you would like. <laughs> well, it is. And so it'll kill all the bacteria, right? Good and bad. So what Julianne Lee and Adored Beast did was this new technology. And I think that's about the best way to explain it. If you want to educate yourself more, she does a whole training on the new colloidal silver on their YouTube channel, Adored Beast. Yeah, Which it's is. it's really great. And we look at the teeth and they look fine. It doesn't mean there's not an infection above the gum line. The only way to really determine that is x-rays and dentals and putting the dog under anesthesia. And maybe that's not going to work for your animal. It also can be coming from the gut, depending on digestive changes, issues, whatever. And some old dogs need more meals and, you know, whatever. Um, Generally, if that bad breath is there all the time and it's the same, I go with teeth. If it ebbs and flows, I go with the gut. Mm-hmm. Kind of just my guideline on that. So we're, are you going to eliminate the infection? I don't know. I've always told people to go get colloidal silver. So I'm super excited about this one in particular. See, if this was my dog, I'd probably do one week on, one week off. You know, good six weeks. See how we go. So here is what. Adored B says about this colloidal silver soul, silver soul. She says, uh, by using these two technologies, which is the soul, S-O-L, and the M-R-E-T, the colloidal silver is more powerful at entering cells and attracts pathogenic bacteria. That's the disease-causing bacteria, while leaving good bacteria unharmed. Okay, so she says it's helpful for skin, eye, ear infections, cuts, scrapes, burns. Uh, It's a natural disinfectant. It's a broad spectrum antimicrobial. It's potent anti-inflammatory. It doesn't encourage antibiotic resistant. Uh, It's a disease preventative and it works synergistically this is interesting, Dr. Uh, Andy. She says it works synergis- synergistically with prescribed antibiotics. Hmm. 
did everybody hear that? Like, that's brilliant. Yes. Right. Like we've, most of us have gone to our probiotics when we're, when our animals are on antibiotics or ourselves. But if you add this in with it, and now you're attracting more of the bad or the pathogenic bacteria and killing that, that's only going to help that antibiotic. It's not going to take out as many good ones. I, I'm, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I used antibiotics with myself or my animals, honestly, but that is definitely going in if I ever have to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Along so, with the pre and probiotics and, you know, all the things we do to protect that gut. Right, right, right. And it does give you a weight. So for instance, if you have a dog that's between, you know, 50 and 99 pounds, it's one and a half teaspoons three times a day. And so you could, you know, figure out how many sprays that is. Mm-hmm. It also comes with a dropper. You can do either. Yeah. I actually opened mine for the first time this morning because Riggs had, my doorman had some sores on his neck and his anal glands stunk. Um, he gets smelly, but he always has. And I usually use essential oils on that. Um, and he hates it. He hates essential oils. He hates anything that smells. And so I came at him with the sprayer and he's like, Oh God, Oh God. And then I sprayed it and he was like, Oh, that doesn't smell. And it must not have burned. And so he's like, okay, that's cool. And walked off. So he, so he gets Riggs approval. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to ask you about a situation this week where it was a mysterious back pain in one of your dogs. Um, so client dogs. Yes, yes, in yeah, one of your client yeah, dogs. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what was that all about? How do you know, first of all, that the dog had back pain? And then if you couldn't get him to kind of show you, how'd you figure it out? <laughs> yes. Um, turbo. He he made my brain work. I don't really like that on occasion. I'm like, I just want to go through the motions. And I don't go through the motions. Everybody is very individualized in my clinic. But he's a four-year-old black lab. I think he was about 90 pounds. He was huge. And he was so damn happy and hopping around the room. And the parents had couldn't get him to settle. And and he and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And they were very concerned and very doing all the things like seeing Dr. Judy and he's on raw and mom's beating herself up because he was over vaccinated so many years ago before they knew better. And he was still intact, which is great. It was very helpful, but he was hit by a car a couple of years ago. And so the hip and the, and the stifle, the left hip and the right stifle is a problem. I couldn't tell if he was lame. I couldn't tell. He's just hopping around this room like, oh my gosh. So I I did my evaluation the best I could um, and adjusted. I'm like, and I flat out told mom and dad, I'm like, I don't know what hurts. I don't know what's going on today. This should help. Come back. So come back, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks later. And he's already in PT, okay, for this hit by car scenario thing. And he is almost worse the second visit. Mm. The the first visit, he had PT the same day. This visit, I don't know if he had PT the same day or the day before. Okay. And he's almost worse. And I can get, I got on his lumbars and he would not get mad at me. He would not show me those teeth, but he would like bound around the room even more. Like he would get even wiggly or even more movement was I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go with this is sore. So I look at mom, I go, okay, so what does he like at PT? 
Like, what does he do when they want to do massage? What are they, what does he do when they want to do exercises? Like, give me an idea what he's like there. She's like, I don't know. They don't let me in. Oh, why? I don't know. She didn't know. And I'm like, this is not COVID anymore. This is, I'm like, what's going on? And this is a new facility that I'm not familiar with. I'm like, well, you need to ask if you can be in there. Let's start there. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Do you so think that do- they that they know the energy around parents and pets? And so they're well, like- and that was one of my I'm like, do they not let anybody in because they're usually worse when mom and dad are around? Like we just just discussed, right? She's like, I don't know. I never even asked. And okay. I'm like, well, see if you can get in there for me. Like, see if he's acting the same way there. It's just information for me. So we adjust in the best I can. Third visit. I'm like, okay. And this one I had, um, I have a really good friend and she's a canine massage therapist and she comes in on Saturdays because she likes to help with the dogs. Thank goodness. Right. And so she hands out all the cookies. And so she was occupying him. So mom got in, she did go to the next appointment or two or whatever, but they were feeding him the Kong spray cheese. Mm, Spray cheese. Spray treats, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. That's like two molecules away from plastic Ooh. and like, yeah. And like some other really junky food. Well, they were seeing Dr. Jasek for acid reflux. Okay. And now. he was on herbs for that. So we have some digestive stuff. And they almost didn't bring him into this third visit because he's limping in the rear and maybe he blew his ACL. And I'm like, and they showed me a video and I'm like, get in here. Like, no, that's not what's going on. I'm like, what is going on? It was hurting my head. Um, and they bring him in and he's hopping around the room. He's got great muscle mass. I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, every time he goes to PT, he's just wrecked. I'm like, what does that mean? well, he's laying around. He doesn't want to get up. He doesn't, you know, and I'm like, how is that possible when I'm seeing this critter in my office? Like it just was such disconnect. And then, you know, because PT, they're reporting back to PT that he's so much worse. And so they're telling them do less walks and do less stuff. And the dog, I think was just going crazy. Like he just like, wasn't getting out. And when he was, it was on a stupid two block walk, you know, in his neighborhood, which was boring and all of this. And I'm like, I think he's wrecked because he shows his digestive upset with a muscular skeletal presentation. It, and his back gets sore and he's all inflamed because he got these treats. Um, that was my theory with Ashley there and she was occupying and talking about some brain games and talking with mom and dad. And he, she was actually doing a brain game with him. I got the best adjustment I could get. And he was a lot less sore that day, but I'm like, I'm not finding hip pain. I'm not finding knee or stifle pain. I'm like, his lumbars are better today. And it was a few days since PT. I'm like, his knee is fine. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is your choice mom and dad, but how about you just enjoy the holidays, go on a hike, forget PT, drive out of the neighborhood, go on a damn big walk, just, just go and enjoy your dog and let's see what we get. Came back a different dog. Like they went on walks. He played with his actual sister dog that happens to live in the neighborhood, like for a week straight, not sore, not anything. It was that constriction, that suppression that 
We've got to like control this. We've got to worry about this. It was also the food, right? And that was just every once in a blue moon, he got some junk food. So some dogs just can't do it or they just can't do it right now. You know, you wouldn't, she's like, it wouldn't think it would be this one visit with a little spray cheese. Well, this dog, yeah. Why? Okay. Are they raw feeders? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And so he, he's done a lot better with that. We still had a little bit farther to go with the acid reflux, but yeah. Yeah. They order from you. They see Dr. Jasek, like they were doing quote unquote, all the other right things. I would definitely increase the tripe when we have that acid reflux type type of issue too. We did talk about that. Okay, good. Because that helps produce digestive enzymes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I listened to, uh, Dr. D Bianco talk about that one time. And she was like, you know, if I got farty dogs, if I got dogs that have acid reflux, if I have, um, uh, you know, burpee dogs, you increase, <clears throat> excuse me, you increase the acid, not take it away. Like, correct. You Absolutely. Know. You do. You up the acid. Absolutely. The, the reason you're getting acid reflux is not because you have too much acid. It's because you have too much food fermenting in the stomach because you don't have enough acid. Um, oh. And he is on Chinese herbs with Dr. Jasek, which generally is awesome. But this body may need something else. So we may need some gut soothe. We may need some healthy gut. We may need some digestive enzymes. Um, the healthy gut has the betaine HCL in it. That's mm-hmm. probably what we need is we actually need to supplement some HCL. We actually have to up the acid. And again, this is like so counterintuitive. Like everybody else is suppress, 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 get rid of the symptoms, suppress, suppress, suppress. Oh my gosh, he's bad after PT, make his workouts even smaller. Like it's, and it's like, we actually most, most of the time need to expand. What can we change and expand here? Add more tripe. That would think most people would be like, that'd be the last thing you want to do. No, that's actually what you want to do. We want to help that microbiome. You want to and support it with more fermented gross foods but people think it's gross the dogs love it but did did the pet parents already know that this dog had digestive issues Mm -hmm. but gave him the spray cheese well that was in pt she didn't know the first couple times because she wasn't there so she didn't know what he was getting they actually gave this dog something without talking to the parent Uh uh-huh uh-huh Okay, that's a big and then, no, and no. then when she saw him get it, she was like, Oh, I didn't want to be that parent that would give them the treats that he could eat. You know, like we didn't want to be that pet parent, which I get on some level. I'm but, that pet parent. I am that pet parent. Right. And so I'm and we both told her, I go, if you want to go back and do this, hand them the treats he can have. They they're not gonna think anything of it, really. Right, and right, right. You know, my dog, I, I, I mm, mm, no, no, no. Yeah. See, that's just inappropriate to me. That's inappropriate to me that, and, and maybe that was a conversation that the pet parent should have had at PT. If you're not mm-hmm. in there with the dog, mm-hmm. are you going to be giving treats? This is something that maybe you don't think about. Are you going to be giving treats? I need to approve anything, anything that's going yeah. into my dog's mouth. Well, and not everybody has to do that, right? Some dogs are have a little bit more metabolic leeway, right? They can handle some things. Maybe she didn't even know this dog couldn't handle that little bit. Right. right? Okay. But, but come on, how are, how are you not in that PT appointment? But no, no raw feeder. 
No rough feeder is spending the amount of money that they are on getting their dogs healthy and allow somebody to spray cheese their treats. I know. That's like, I know. Um, I'm eating healthy and I'm just going to eat this bag of Cheetos or Taquitos or whatever. No. That, no. But it's, it's fascinating how that presented in him, right? We always think our digestive upsets are going to be vomiting, diarrhea, you know, gurgling, farting, belching. He's presented as full-on muscular skeletal inflammation. So okay, we know this about this dog. And now, now what do we do? Right. So once they straightened out the diet, did this dog stop doing this? Well, she just stopped going to PT. <laughs> oh, stop. You know what? You know, remember yes, that where he was, he didn't need PT. Okay. And and, yeah. and I sent three other dogs that week to PT. So it's not like I don't do like chiropractic saves us all. It's not that he looked amazing. He played for a full on week with his sister dog came in. Awesome. Rock solid, no pain because they were managing all of his food, but he played like that for a week. He's fine. Now, you know, he was hit by car. We have something here. I, so my, I released them to maintenance care, whatever that means. But I'm like, one month, go enjoy your dog, go on the hikes, go on the walks, see what he does and micromanage his food right now. Let's see what we get. You know, remember we, we did that podcast on who's on your team, right? Who's mm-hmm. on your team, but sometimes your team might conflict. Your team might. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Your, your team may be telling you to do three other things. So mm-hmm. it's very hard. So we have to be open, right, to that, to yeah. say, man, maybe that one doesn't work. And maybe now I shoot myself in the foot when I say that, because primarily people will say, well, my vet said, look, your vet and I are probably never going to agree. Right. And I tell my clients that all the time. I go, what you're going to hear me is 180 degrees from what you've heard everywhere else you've been. Right. And it's going to be up to you to educate yourself, discern and know your animal and decide for yourself what path you're going down. Right. Right. Because there's no way, which is, you know, what holistic vets face all the time is that they're like, look, many times people have a holistic and a traditional vet because maybe Mm -hmm. a holistic vet doesn't do, you know, surgeries, doesn't do spay and neuter, whatever, doesn't sew up a dog. Um, And that can cause some, definitely some conflicts Mm -hmm. there. And that's where the pet parent has to be educated and know what path they want to go on with their animal. Right. It, that's where it comes down to. And they're going to have to decide. And I make wrong choices all the time. Oh, say it isn't so. It is. And I'll do something and my animals are a little off or a little low stool. I'm like, ah, crap. Okay, I'll change that. Mm, the crap ain't the crap I'm used to. <laughs> right? Like you just... But that's my point of view. Okay, let's play with this. Let's add this in. Let's do this today. Let's see what happens. Everybody else think, you know, is like, oh my God, I'm so wrong. Oh my God, I need someone to tell me what to do. What if you don't? Mm-hmm. What if you use the information from us that do things and take control and be in charge of you and your animals and right. you and your animal's own health? Right. That's what this podcast is all about. And that's what Dr. Andy's lives are all about so that you can come with your questions. When are those lives? Those are every Tuesday night at YouTube. We 
call it ScrewTube, but Andy likes to call it YouTube, but it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, just a jabby there. And no, no piss <laughs> off YouTube. <laughs> oh, we have to feed the beast. So uh, go over there. It's Dr. Andy's, A-N-D-I, Dr. Andy's World. You can go over there every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Bring your questions below Dr. Andy's mind. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about it right here on the podcast uh, on Mondays. To sign up with Dr. Andy to get a consult, to ask her uh, a second opinion. You know, I did a podcast. I said, your first step is a second opinion. And uh, I think- That's a great motto. It is. Your first step is always yep. a second opinion. And so I think that's a great thing for you to do to get over to talk to her. Even if you think it's a medical thing, right? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's a physical thing or vice versa, right? Like what mm-hmm. you were just talking about. Always yeah. great to get a, a different perspective. So how do you do that? You go to animalmagiccare.com. And there you can find Dr. Andy. Now, if you want to get a species-appropriate diet going, which I suggest you snap out of it, get that going right now. No spray cheese. We're not going to spray cheese. No no Home Depot treats and no puppuccinos. I mean, some people want Oh, my God, the puppuccinos. You want to fight me on that? Okay, but when your dog gets diarrhea, Mm. don't don't call me. Do not call me. Okay, you call Starbucks and you say, what's in this puppuccino? What is it? Why is it making my dog sick? Okay, that's what you do. I'm just saying. All right, get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.